Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. Pleasure to have you with us for another recorded edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. Quick reminder. The FCC requires this, by the way. We tell you that we're recording this program on Thursday this week. And as we speak, looking out the window, beautiful sunny blue sky. And uh, temperatures all weekend long are going to be in the 50s. So enjoy it while you can. We've got another round of winter coming. It looks like Tuesday or Wednesday or maybe both days next week. But we'll have more on that in uh, just a moment. Tim Hughes in the studios of Broadcast House in downtown Salt Lake City. And how about that? This is a rare occurrence. Bob Grove is actually in studio with me here. How very, long has that been? Very rare. I don't remember. <laughs> when was the last time? I don't remember when that was. I'd like to say I was important enough to have you drive all the way up here to be with me, but that's not the case. Partially. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were actually making your uh, semi-regular appearance on Channel 5, on Studio yeah, and, 5. Yeah, on Studio 5. I've been doing that since uh, 2008 and... Got the call to come up and do another segment on spring break. So I'm here. I thought, why not just stick around a little longer? Well, your partner in crime with uh, road tripping is also with us early today, and that is Mark Way. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I'm, I'm looking out my window and seeing some beautiful blue sky and, and loving to see that. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody again, you're in Mona these days, right? That's where you and your lovely wife moved. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know where that is, so you have to describe it as close to Nephi and just off the freeway, just now my Nephi. Look, with the news of the week, uh, I really thought it would be great, and I should tell everybody, Navi Skiing, which it, we've established is sort of what happens every week since he retired, actually every day, not every week, uh, but he returned from his uh, Canadian adventure, and so now he's up skiing and just can't be bothered uh, with a few minutes for his friends here on the radio so we'll look to uh, check back in with Navi at some point when he comes up from uh, the snow depths to spend uh, grab a little air. Uh, and uh, Russell's not with us this week, so we'll look forward to everybody being back together again. With the news of the week, I thought, man, you guys would be the perfect ones to talk to about this crazy weather that we've had and what is sure to be, Bob, a, a nasty season at least uh, for probably through the end of April, maybe even into May with a runoff that's going to be very dangerous and has proven to be so already. Oh, yes. Uh, statewide. I mean, your creeks up here, Cottonwood Creek and the others coming out of the canyons here are going to be higher than ever. 
I mean, the snowpack we have, and there's a lot of snow to come down. The worst case scenario is for it to warm up fast. If we start warming up quickly, we're going to be in a world of hurt with all the flooding. I was at Zion uh, this week during the rain. When it, Mark and I, uh, when we'd see it raining hard in Zion, we we didn't even need to make a call. We knew what to do. We had to grab our canyon, can, cameras and go up into the canyon. So I saw it raining hard yesterday. knew we had to go up there because there would be big waterfalls. And i got to say, Virgin River was running very high. Yeah. And there were big waterfalls. Well, I think I've told this story many times, but uh, back in the day when uh, the trail master was on with me on a regular basis, Chris Draper, we made a trip down uh, Cataract Canyon on a guided trip. And I remember that the guides who are actually out there week in and week out, when we saw waterfalls coming down that uh, last part of the stretch, the stretch after you go through the big drops and you're making your way to Lake Powell, they're rare enough that the guides shut the motors down on the back of these J-rigs and got their cameras out because they just didn't see it that often. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 you know, we saw a lot of tourists. It was amazing how many people from out of state are visiting the park right now. And all they've seen is rain for the last two or three days. But they're seeing something that a lot of other folks don't get to see, and that's all these waterfalls coming off the canyons. Yeah. And people think that they're there all the time, but they're only there when it rains hard or when the snow is melting. Um, Mark, you've had a lot of experiences with this. As beautiful as it is, and it's nasty, muddy water, you sent me a video today of one of those uh, waterfalls. Uh, You have to respect Mother Nature in this regard, don't you? You really do. uh, Bob and I have both been all over the state during rainy and and flood runoff times. I remember being in Moab when waterfalls were coming off all the rocks everywhere there and getting pictures there. But uh, I was, as a young man, I was on Cottonwood Creek. Bob mentioned Cottonwood Creek comes right there in Salt Lake City, about uh, 75th, 80th South. And uh, we were, we decided we were going to go tubing on the creek, just some young people, and immediately got on the on the water and we hit a vortex, one of those that sucks down into the water. One of the girls got sucked down into the vortex off the tube. And, and we thought, well, that was just an anomaly. She was able, we were able to get her out of there. And then we were not smart young teenagers. We decided to continue on, and we ran into a log jam. All the, uh, the the runoff was undercutting the trees on the sides of the river, knocking them down into the river, and it made a big log jam. And, and we had some, some real challenges trying to get out of the water there and avoid that log jam. Almost a life-and-death situation. So just Cottonwood Creek, which is normally not very deep and not very wide, became this dangerous situation. We actually had some sound bites uh, this morning, Thursday, on Utah's Morning News from the head of the American Fork uh, Canyon Irrigation because their main effort now right now is keeping those logs and things clear because that's where it starts to back up. And what, if and when it finally breaks loose, it can cause all kinds of problems. Yeah, it is. That's a full-time job right now no is kidding. making sure that all these uh, these uh, drainages are clear. Because uh, otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of water to come down, and we know we know there's going to be flooding. That's inevitable. We know there's going to be flooding, but they're trying to do whether they whatever they can to prevent uh, as much as they can. I have a ton of ski resort news that we'll throw into our news of the week coming up in a little bit. Deer Valley just today, matter of fact, just minutes ago, sent me an email that they're extending their uh, season close through I think the 23rd of April. I'll double check that. But obviously, they have more snow than they've had. It's a record year for Deer Valley. 
and resorts all over the West are having it. Matter of fact, you suggested, and and we're going to do this this morning, coming up uh, in our Snow Day segment, we're going to check in with the executive director of Mammoth Lakes Tourism. There are photos where the chairlift chairs are under the snow. What are they doing? Can anybody <laughs> even access to have fun? It's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say because they, they've been pounded. They've been absolutely pounded. They've been getting these atmospheric rivers coming through the Sierras yeah. down there and the southern San Bernardino Mountains and just dumping. They've got another one. Uh, it looks like in the forecast I heard uh, Gavin Newsom, the uh, uh, governor of California, say that their 11th uh, atmospheric river is coming Tuesday of next week. So, I mean, we laugh about it now, but look at the benefits of it. I don't know if you saw this picture I put on my uh, Facebook page, Mark, but Matt Johnson, who is one of our meteorologists here, was sharing some of the stats of Lake Oroville in California, which is one of them that they kind of used as an example of, uh, you know, what could be coming for other reservoirs in the West and sort of a canary in the coal mine for problems. But, he said this on his uh, social media, and I shared it on my Facebook. California's second largest reservoir was down to its lowest levels ever recorded. September of 2021, it was at 628 feet. Incessant parades of those atmospheric rivers we were just talking about have almost refilled the 3.5 million acre foot reservoir by March of 2023. 845 feet. That's in 18 months. It's recovered 217 feet of uh, what was what was down, and and you can see from the picture, Bob, uh, that almost that uh, shoreline has recovered all the way to the uh, vegetation. Yeah, I've seen some. Uh, this this might have been the reservoir that I saw from satellite images of showing the difference from now and before of how far it's come. Um, I think it was on KSL also that I saw satellite images of the snowpack from 2022 to 2023 in Utah, which was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, We'll take a break here. So stand by, Mark. Stand by, Bob. Uh, I got a note from Brighton today. They are one inch. One inch! Away from 700 inches this year. The 699. (laughs) Come on, give me that extra inch here. They're going to get it, uh, surely, by midweek next week. Going to take a break. We'll have news of the week coming up in a minute. Let me tell you what else is coming at the top of the next hour. Dax Mangus, our big game coordinator. The uh, big game permits are going to go on sale soon, so we'll tell you more about that. We'll talk about keeping you and your family and friends safe in these uh, floodwater situations, certainly to stay out of the uh, slot canyons. And we'll uh, also check in with Roger Egan from Bear River Lodge. Just got a text, too, from Paul Phillips. We'll head to Strawberry for our fish bites today and see what the ice conditions are like there and how the fishing's been going. Stay with us. We've got a lot to do in the next two hours. It's KSL Outdoors Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You know what? Rather than uh, give you some news of the week this week, which was going to be heavy up on a lot of information coming from ski resorts, like the fact that, uh, well, really everybody's extending their season, but the most recent one was Deer Valley, where they're talking about keeping the lifts running till April 23rd. And uh, the fact that next season's passes, the Icon and the Epic, are already on sale or will be very soon here. But a limited window to take advantage of uh, early season sales and save yourself a hundred bucks or something. Uh, I guess who we got in contact with. <laughs> Not an easy thing to do these days. Uh, Navadomskis, hey. How we doing, Tim? How, how are your legs is the question. No, they're terrible. I got these massager things trying to get through it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody uh, knows that follows this program that you uh, and Gail retired at the beginning of the year. And so you set out on these adventures to go skiing. And we could talk to her blue in the face about the benefits of Icon and Epics and how much we enjoy it. And let me just establish this right up front because you and I were talking before we jumped on here. What I find, and we ran into this at Snow Basin uh, a couple of weeks ago, what I find is that people that do take advantage of the passes and travel to other states and other resorts love the icon. Those that ski at a single resort as their home base are not such big fans because it brings a lot of people to their mountain. Is that the same experience you have? A hundred percent. It's across the board. Um, even locally, even Finn talks about Snowbird having that effect. It's just the way it is now. Yeah. And um, look, from my perspective, I love to travel almost as much as I love to ski. So it's perfect. I love to ski a new rut. I, nothing better than a run I've never skied. Well, look, we're going to have more time because we got a full uh, slate for today's show. But next week... We'll take more segments, and you're going to be on the road again. But your example of what you and Gail have been doing, and uh, Becky and I have tagged along on a little bit of this, and she's headed out, Becky is, with you guys this next week. Uh, Your experience to uh, Colorado and New Mexico coming up in the next seven days and the trip you just got back from in Canada speaks volumes about what's possible with uh, an epic or an icon, and you actually discovered several new resorts up in Canada. Yeah, I skied new resorts I didn't even know existed. They were on the map, and they were sponsored by uh, Epic. Look, I've got 12 resorts and 51 days on my legs. Yeah, it's crazy. What yeah, was, it's wh- awesome is what it is. Kimberly was one of those. Nikita, N- did I get that right? N- N- Nikiska. Nikiska was another one, but there was another one. Uh, yeah, um, Panorama. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I saw your pictures from. Yeah, Look, um, they were amazing, and shout out to Aaron at Kimberly because he had he just bent over backwards to entertain us, and he's a lovely person. And that resort is epic, and so is Panorama. Tim, these have never been on my radar, and they are amazing skiing. You always like to say when it comes to fishing that your favorite uh, stream or river is the the one you're about to fish. That's become the way it is with your ski resorts too. Yeah, absolutely. The, my favorite river is a river I've yet to fish, and the same is true. Nothing like a new mountain and a run. Where does this go? What's it like? It's the best. I mean, I like skiing every day, and I'll ski my home resort for sentimental reasons, but truth is we're just looking for something new with every turn. Well, and and so we'll take more time next week to talk about some of the specifics of these resorts, which I want to do. But I want people to know 
Uh, and Icon is an example that I think the cost is going up about a hundred bucks. But if you uh, buy before the end of April, you get a hundred bucks savings. So it's pretty much a wash from the year before. They're adding some resorts. You guys are headed to New Mexico, flying down to New Mexico and renting a car and going to Taos. I noticed that Taos is requiring reservations this year, but they will not be next year. However, Deer Valley is going to be requiring uh, reservations next year. So something just to put in the back of your brain. But anyway, if you want to take advantage of the savings on skiing and have all these ski opportunities that you hear Nobby talk about, you can actually pay for it. A monthly over the next six months, so you don't have to slam down, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever it is uh, for that pass. But man, do you, it just opens up the world to you because you stop worrying about what the daily cost is to go. Yeah, it's not even on your radar. It's all you're looking at is where do we eat breakfast in this town? This is a cool place. And where are we going to operate in? And oh, look at this run. It's so wonderful. I love to travel. I love new places and I love skiing. It's the perfect thing for me and my wife. So quickly, tell me, uh, you're headed to Taos for a couple of days, I think, and then where? Okay, so uh, we fly to New Mexico, ski Taos for a couple days, and then we go to Crested Butte for a couple days, and then we go to Telluride, and then we might ski Durango, but they're not on the Epic and the Icon, and there's the point. If they were, we would totally ski Durango, too, but we're definitely going to eat Mexican food there. (laughs) Yeah, the Mexican's always part of the agenda. Uh, and tell you right, I've been there in the summertime, never been in the wintertime, so I'm a little jealous of that one in particular. It's a great resort, Tim. It's world class. Yeah. All right, so let's look forward to doing that next week. And I don't know if you still have the contact information for uh, the guy you just gave a shout-out to. Was it Kimberly? At yeah, Kimberly? he's at Kimberly Resort. His name's Aaron. He's in charge of guest services. I'd love to get him on just to talk about that resort for a while here. But this season's going to stretch on, and as a matter of fact, uh, coming up in the next half hour, we'll share an interview that I already had. It's in the can with uh, the, the the Mammoth Mountain. I can't remember his name. John uh, from Mammoth Mountain. They think they might be skiing through August of this year with the snow they have down there. August. Yes, there's a lot of snow. It's a definitely a year to ski. <laughs> All right. We'll let you back on the mountain. Thanks for checking in, Navi. We'll look forward to more of a conversation next week. All right, Tim. Don't go away. We've got a news update coming up next on the half hour. And then we'll take you to Mammoth Mountain. Snowing and skiing in August? Are you kidding me? Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless and I will never understand it I will never accept it I'm Amy Donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast The Letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.